Welcome to Building a Life of Prayer with Pastor David Beatty of River Oaks Community Church, taking you through the prayers of the Bible so that you can grow in your confidence and enjoyment of prayer. Thank you for joining me today as we talk about building lives of prayer. We're studying Jesus' very foundational teaching on prayer that's found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6. Jesus begins in verse 5 of that chapter by saying, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. Jesus assumes his followers will pray. That's why he says when you pray, but he tells us first how not to pray, not like the hypocrites who want to be seen and heard by others. And secondly, not by trying to impress God with a bunch of empty phrases or religious words. Rather, he says, pray like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And we've seen the importance of those words first, because through Christ, we can come to God as our Father. And yet, secondly, we always reverence or hallow his name. The right approach to God is one that's born of a relationship with the Father through faith in the Son, but also includes great reverence and respect for who he is. We move to the second key category in this prayer that we often refer to as the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6 and verse 10, where Jesus says to pray this way, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom is generally considered to be his rule and his reign. God's kingdom is here now, in a sense, by the presence of his Holy Spirit in the lives of his people. When Jesus was on earth, he said, the kingdom of God is in your midst, but the kingdom of God is not here in all its fullness. That will be the case when Christ returns. But Jesus says to pray for the coming of God's kingdom and the doing of his will on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, there is no opposition to God's will. On earth, there is. So when we pray this part of the Lord's Prayer, we're praying that God's work, His will, His kingdom will prevail over that on earth which is in opposition. And that which is in opposition would be sin and Satan, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Now, when we're praying for God's will to be done, I think it makes sense to begin by first praying for God's will to be done in our own lives. After all, if we're not willing for God's will to be done in us, we, we don't have uh, much reason to be praying for His will to be done in the lives of others. So when you start praying this way, pray for God's will in your own life. Then we can move to praying for God's will to be done in the lives of our family members or those who are closest to us in life. Pray for God's will to be done in our church. We pray for unity. We pray for uh, people who are one in heart and mind in their service to the Lord in our church. Then it would be right to pray for God's will to be done in the lives of our friends, our neighbors, and our co-workers. And certainly, we want to pray for God's will to be done in our nation. When we pray for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done, we are, in a sense, entering into partnership with God. 
for his work, the work that's empowered by his spirit to prevail over sin and Satan in this world. Now, if you're using the Lord's Prayer as a guide or a model for daily prayer, which I think it's very, very appropriate, I think this part of the prayer in verse 10 could take quite a lot of quite a lot of time as you pray for God's will to be done in your life and the lives of others. So I think what Jesus gives us here is an invitation to join in partnership in the work of God's kingdom by praying, Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven.